Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. It has been a while since I have actually talked to you guys, um, and a big reason why it's been a while is because I was actually sick for about three weeks. I lost my voice. And when I said lost my voice, I meant as in having laryngitis, um, not being able to speak and actually being on voice rest for almost a month. And for someone like me that uses their voice to make a living, um, I speak, I Uh, facilitate learning sessions, I lead strategic planning sessions, I work with companies and organizations on equipping their people to embrace, manage, lead through change, I work in engagement, learning and leadership. All of the things that I do are wrapped up in my voice. And so for three weeks, I had to be silent. And when you can't speak, I mean physically can't speak, it causes you to think a bit about this concept of voice and what it means and how we wield it. So I want to bring you on today's episode of Mindset to Mastery, my podcast. I want to bring you lessons from laryngitis. And the reason I want you to think about this is because I want you to to think about and consider all of the different ways that we think about voice, all of the different ways in which we use it, all of the different ways in which we wield it, all of the different ways in which we we compartmentalize and define our voice. And especially now in, you know, this age where we are still dealing with the global pandemic, we are still dealing with issues of societal justice and racial unrest and and systemic racism and discrimination. We are still dealing with the fallout of, in the U.S., trying to figure out where we're going to go from here, how we are going to put the pieces back together to create our next normal. And when we think about all of this, it's up to us to figure out what part we're going to play in all of this. And so when you think about your organization and you think about the people that you lead and the people that you work with and the impact that you want to make and the ways in which you show up, you have to think about your voice. You have to think about the ways in which the things that you say or even the things that you don't say, how does that impact those around you? How does that influence the things that happen? How does that inform decision-making and discussion? and discourse and dissent. And so the lessons that I learned by not having a voice were actually kind of surprising to me because I had already explored this whole notion of voice and what it means and, and how you're supposed to wield your voice and how you're supposed to reclaim it. And I mentioned it in a chapter in my book, Equip for Change, Doing the Deep Work of Transformation. I talk about your voice and how that tool needs to be used and how you need to wield it and how it took me 40 years to reclaim my own voice. But then faced with not having a voice, I had to re-examine what exactly does voice mean? What does it look like? How does it show up? And naturally, I thought about spoken word. 
I thought about the sounds that are coming out of my mouth, the, the vocal, the, the sounds that my vocal cords are making that you are hearing, that you are listening to. And I thought because I could not speak that I didn't have a voice. I automatically said that everything that I had planned with regards to my book launch and the new podcast reveal and rebrand, the video series that I wanted to do, the, the, the interviews that I wanted to do, the virtual tour, all of the things that involved me speaking, just because I couldn't speak in terms of having a, an audible voice, I automatically defaulted to, I have no voice. So what is it when we think about the ways in which our voice shows up, the ways in which we wield the voice that we have? Voice is not only auditory. Voice is not only what you are hearing. Your voice comes as a result of the message that you communicate. Your voice is is made up of the things in which you say that not only convey information, but compel action. And so when we are talking about our voice, when we were talking about our message, when we are talking about the ways in which we influence others and the ways in which we want to make an impact and the legacy that we want to build, let's look at all of the different ways that we have a voice. First of all, our voice is not only spoken. It's not just auditory. It's not just about sounds. Our voice is also the written world. I thought because I couldn't speak in terms of you hearing me, that I was silenced. But really, I have my blog. I have social media posts. I have visual images I can create. I have articles that I can write. There are so many different ways in which I can express myself which are all a part of my voice. So think about your voice. Think about the ways in which you communicate. Think about the ways in which you connect with other people. There are so many other ways for us to communicate. There's body language. There is, there's written word. There is expression through dance. There is expression through song. There is expression through, 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 uh, through imaging and sculpture, and art, and paintings. There are all of these different ways that we can communicate, different ways that we can connect with other people that we really don't take advantage of because we get caught and and tied into just one medium. The great thing about social media is that there are different platforms that cater to different mediums of communication. The great thing about the internet is that there are so many different ways that we can create meaning and communicate and share insight with each other. Don't get bogged down into the fact that just because one avenue for you may be cut off, that that means that you have to be silent. Think about this from the standpoint of your organizations and the people that you lead and the people that you work with and even your family and your friends. Think about the ways in which you interact and engage with other people. How many different ways can you convey a thought or a feeling? How many different ways can you share insight? How many different ways can you be creative in creating a message that is going to resonate with people and connect with people on a much deeper level than just the surface? So often we forget that true communication comes from taking in a variety of information, a variety of sources of information that people convey, a variety of things that we, that we look into and, and, and take our cues from. 
And so number one, there is not one size fits all when it comes to voice. There is not only one medium and one mechanism that you can use to communicate. There is not only one thing that you can use to say, this is how I express myself. So I want you to explore all of the different things that are at your disposal. I want you to look at all of the different opportunities that are presented to you and ways that you can communicate, ways that you can show your, your, uh, the fact that you're being an ally, ways in which you can explore and delve into deep conversations, ways in which you can listen and learn and observe and take in information, ways in which you can communicate your pleasure or displeasure, your, your curiosity or your anger. Let's look at all of the different ways in which our voice shows up, in which we show up and wield our voice. Not just the auditory, but the visual and the kinesthetic and the feeling and the emotion and the intellectual, all of the parts of us. That's number one. Number two, Because we have so many different platforms available, because we have so many different ways of communicating how we feel and what we're thinking, we have to be intentional about how we use our voice. When I couldn't speak for three weeks and my doctor told me that I needed to go on voice rest where I could not use my vocal cords, I had to be intentional when I did speak. I had to be intentional when I chose what to say and how to say it. It was no longer an option to just use my words willy-nilly because I had a limited number of words that I could say before my voice gave out. Because my vocal cords were strained and they were swollen, they could only take so much. It reminds me of the movie that Eddie Murphy was in called, I think it was 1,000 Words. And and he had literally 1,000 words. And if he used all of his words, once he used all of his words, then that was it. He was gone. He was no longer ceased to exist. But the whole thing about it is because he was a person that used a lot of words without a lot of meaning and he did not put a lot of stake or a lot of impact into what he was saying or a lot of consideration, he was not very intentional in the way he wielded his voice. He was not very particular about the things that he said and the impact that he wanted to make. And so number two is You have to be intentional about the way in which you use your voice. When you look at the platforms that you have, when you look at the opportunities that you have, when you look at the ways in which you are able to speak into a group of people and speak into the lives of other people that you work with, you have to be intentional. Be concise. Understand the message that you are trying to convey, the the action that you are trying to compel, but more importantly, understand the ripple effect that is going to happen as a result of your voice. When you lend support to something, when you speak up for someone, when you advocate for someone, when you are being an ally for someone, when you are instructing someone, when you are counseling someone, when you are comforting someone, whatever way you wield your voice, be intentional about it. Treat it as if it is a treasure. Understand that the things that you say have a ripple effect and they make, they create meaning. Words have power. Language has history. The things that we say, the words that we choose, the things that we, that we communicate 
it's not just about the way we perceive it and the things that we know, and therefore this is what I know, and this is my background, and this is my perception, and this is the picture in which I have the, the way that I see the world. So of course, when I use these words, you're gonna say you're gonna think the same thing, and you're gonna receive the same message. No. The golden rule does not apply. It is not treat other people the way you want to be treated because that is centering you. Instead, it is looking at the person in front of you and determining what is it about this person that I need to, to know, to consider in order for me to connect with them. What is it about this person that I need to really understand in order for me to compel them to take action? What is it about this person that I need to consider when I am crafting the message that I am trying to communicate in order to build a connection and a bridge? How can I make this person feel more included? How can I make this, this person feel as if they belong? How can I make a connection with this person so that the things that I want to communicate can bridge a gap between us? You have to be intentional. You have to understand that when you communicate within a group, when you are giving direction to a team, when you are trying to create a community that is, that is connected and supportive, that it's not about just what you say. It's about how you say it. It's about when you say it. It's about your intention behind it, but it's about the result and the outcome that you get as a result of it. So we have to be intentional about the ways in which we use our voice. We have to be intentional and be concise and make sure that what we are saying is going to get us to the result, to the outcome that we want to see. This is not something to be taken lightly. You can't just, you know, say things off the cuff, especially when it comes to creating opportunities for change and equipping people within your organizations to embrace change and looking at the ways in which you move through the world it is about being intentional about the things that you communicate, the ways in which you communicate, and understanding what you want to happen as a result of your communication. There's more to it than just flying off the handle. There's more to it than just being emotional. There's more to it than just saying that I'm going to create an opportunity for people to you know, take the emotion out of it. We're going to only operate on a professional plane. We're going to only focus on this aspect of our relationship. We're going to only talk about this portion of who you are. That's not how this works. We are complex, robust, multidimensional human beings. And there's an intersectionality in who we are and how we show up in the world that has to be considered, has to be nurtured, has to be has to be protected and has to be cherished in the and considered in the ways in which we move through the world and the ways in which we communicate. And thirdly, we have to understand our influence. Our voice has power. Our voice can affect change. Our voice can can create a ripple effect of results that happen as a result of what we decide or don't decide what to do. We have influence. Our voice matters. What we say is not just spoken out into the void or shared out into the void. What we say 
is important because it impacts other people. It creates a, a movement. If we want to say that we believe that our organizations should be thriving communities where every person feels that they can show up fully, wholly, and authentically as their whole selves, then our language, our communication, our voice needs to support that. If we have a vision where our organizations are one where people enjoy risk and they they have an opportunity and the flexibility to explore different ways of looking at issues and different ways of creating solutions instead of just solving problems, then our language and the ways in which we communicate and the voice that we have should support that. There should not be a disconnect between the things that we say, the things that we communicate, the values that we say we espouse to, and the actions that we take. Our voice has to be intentional. Our voice has to have influence. Our voice has to be leveraged and wielded in a way that will help us to make a difference, that will equip us to be able to manage and embrace and lead through change. You'll often hear me talk about how change is a process that begins with an event, that we go through the shift of transformation in order to become to come to the next normal of application. How even when you are listening to the sound of my voice and I am sharing with you my own epiphany and my own conclusions about the way that we should look at voice and the ways in which we should wield it and the ways in which we should take our influence as, as something to be treasured and something to be, to, be, to be valued, even when you're doing that, you still have to think and reflect on your own self. You have to look at your own growth and development. You can't just listen to what I say. You have to think about how, what I say, how does that apply to you? How does that apply to your situation? How does that speak into your promise, your potential? How does that show up for you? How does that show up within your organization? How does that show up within your team? How does that show up within your circle? The lessons I learned from not being able to rely so much on my spoken word means that I had to be a lot more willing to accept all of the ways in which I could communicate. The written word, my book, my blogs, my, 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 my opportunities to be able to, to write articles and to share the ways in which I could show up in video, the ways in which I could, all of the different ways in which I could show up and speak up and speak out and bring people together and be a catalyst for change and be a, a vessel for the shift of transformation and be a champion for the next normal. All of those things, all of those things come when we understand the importance of voice. There is a session that I, I, I do on um, advocating without authority where I talk about the ways in which you can leverage your voice and utilize your voice to be able to advocate for those who have less power than you do 
who have less influence than you do. To be able to be an ally and a mentor and a supporter and a sponsor in ways that will help to move things forward and support people on their journey of change and transformation. There are times when I talk to organizations in particular when we're talking about managing and leading through this process of change when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, and anti-racism. When we talk about shifts that we want to make within organizations to create a strategy and an action plan and an operations plan and design our outcomes so that we can create long-lasting, sustainable change. When we look at the ways in which we need to value the 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 ways in which we communicate with each other and the ways in which we are we have influence over each other when i think about all of the different nuances that come into play when we understand that there are so many other ways to communicate than just the spoken word when we become intentional with the words that we speak and we choose our sentences and our words wisely, not based on what we want, not based on what we think, not based on solely our perspective, but based on understanding our audience and the message that we're sending out. The lessons I learned from laryngitis is that this voice is precious, but also that this voice is powerful. You cannot, you cannot, You cannot allow yourself to be silent during times of change. You cannot allow yourself to sit by on the sidelines and wait to see what happens when there is an opportunity to have influence. You cannot sit by and silence yourself when there is an opportunity for you to create an impact. There are so many aspects to your voice and your experience and your influence that needs to be nourished, that needs to be nurtured, that needs to be supported, that needs to be tapped into for you to understand the role that you play in change in your personal life as well as the the transformation that happens within your organizations. Organizations are not the end-all be-all when it comes to directing change. The people in the organizations are the ones who direct change. The voice that people have collectively needs to be heard, needs to be nurtured. We cannot take it for granted that we will always have a platform, that we will always have a way of speaking up and our voice is going to be heard. We always have a way of communicating in such a way that is going to impact others. We need to be intentional about the way we wield our voice. We need to be intentional about the way we practice our influence. We need to cherish the fact that we have a voice and we need to nurture supportive communities where we are welcomed to share that voice. This goes beyond what we think and what we feel. This is an opportunity for us to impact and influence real, sustainable change. The lessons from laryngitis is that you can't afford to be silent. You can't afford to sit on the sidelines. You can't afford to not participate in the process of change. Because, yes, it may not be about you, but it does involve you. 
every single person within your organization, every single person on your team, every single person within your sphere of influence needs to hear your voice. They need to read your voice. They need to hear you stand up. They need to hear you speak up. They need to see that you are committed. They need to feel your influence. This is not something that you can decide that you're not going to participate in. What you say and what you don't say are equally as important. So part of the lessons that I learned from laryngitis is that when you cannot speak, when you have been silenced, when your voice is not being heard, when you don't have a platform, you don't want to get to that point and regret not using the platform that you do have. Start small, but start. Understand that this involves you, but it's not about you. Understand and welcome and embrace the role that you play in this process of change, in this opportunity that we all have in order to make a long-term sustainable difference in the world. Right now, we have the opportunity to speak up about injustice. We have the opportunity to make our voices heard in so many different ways about what is important, about the value of people, about the ways in which we support those who have been systematically dismissed, marginalized, and discriminated against. We have the right to speak up on a number of different channels, whether it's 280 characters or video or imaging or, or long posts or articles, whatever it is. We have the ability to speak up and to speak out and to let our voice be heard and let it be known that we are not going to tolerate injustice, that we are not going to continue to support the status quo that sees some people as an other that is less than. We have to be intentional. We have to understand our influence. We have to understand the power that our voice carries. And the number one lesson that I learned during my time with laryngitis is that my voice is too important to be silent. I thought that because there were so many other people who were talking about so many other things, that nobody would miss my voice. But I missed my voice. The people around me missed my voice. The things that I say in the way that I say it is designed to resonate with certain people who won't get it unless I say it. Because those are my people. That is the same with you. Every single opportunity we have to utilize our voice to, to speak up for the greater good, to be a champion of change, to understand the interconnection and the intersectionality of all of the different components of who we are. When given the opportunity, we need to seize that. We have to understand that there's more than one way to communicate. We have to be intentional about the ways in which we wield our voice. And we have to recognize and wield that influence in the right ways.
please, please, please reach out to me if you have any questions and you want to connect. My website is the Cars Group um, at karsgroup.com. That's K as in Keisha, Annette Rivers group.com knowledge always reigns supreme is what my company acronym stands for thank you so much for joining me and please when you reach out tell me your stories about how this impacted you how you wanted to um to be able to have me come in and work with you and your organization and be sure to visit my website and check out my brand new book equipped for change doing the deep work of transformation where i talk about strategies and actionable items that you can take in order to equip your people to embrace, manage, and lead through the process of change. My book is available on my website as well as on Amazon. Please, by all means, reach out to me and tune in again for another episode of Mindset to Mastery, my podcast, where I bring you 30 minutes of tools, strategies, and actionable items that will assist you to change your mindset and master your success. Until next time, stay safe. Stay sane and stay sanitized.